Good evening or good afternoon or good morning. Well, whatever time you're listening, I'm your host, Rocker Ruiz, and you're tuned into For Real Though. So welcome to the podcast. On this show, we talk about movies or anything just even vaguely movie-related. And the topic today is really dear to my heart. Like, it's a really important topic for me to discuss because, like, me and our guest today talked about it, like, all the way back to July last year about how we were hoping for it to be good because it was just announced July last year that it was going to drop. So I'd like to introduce you to uh, our guest today who is, like, an old friend of mine and a fellow Snyder fan and a hardcore DC like fanboy. So without further ado, please welcome Pau Katigba. Hey. How've you been, dude? Dude, like it's been so long since our last episode together. I know. Yeah. I remember we had that uh the boys episode. Yeah, the failed really... episode. Yeah. Okay, so like uh to give you guys some context, we did the Snyder Cut episode like uh july of last year that in september we tried doing uh the boys podcast and it was filled with good stuff but dude like my zoom didn't record it the file was corrupted so like i got really like disheartened by that i actually stopped the podcast for a while because like it really bummed me out but like we're back now we're we're talking about the snyder cut which we were waiting for so long so yeah, wait, I think to come back. For yeah, this. like what a great episode to come back on. I know, dude, and I think I just prematurely like revealed our topic, but whatever, it's in the episode title anyways. So yeah. today's we're talking about the Snyder Cut, um, Justice League, Zack Snyder's the the Justice League. So how this is gonna work is, let's not talk about spoilers just yet. Like let's just okay. talk about like our overall uh feelings towards the movie without spoiling much. And then we can get back to spoilers later on. Uh, I am I'm so pumped for this. I mean, you and me, we've been excited for this movie for even way before it was even there was even proof of it being a real thing. Like when yeah, I was just here, say we were both so excited. It's like, hey, what do you think's on that thing, man? What do you think could be on that thing? It's like, oh, we got it. And because uh, I guess we were both kind of not satisfied with the 2017 yeah. cut i mean let's not sugarcoat it we, we hated it like, yeah we did yeah god i mean not right away like right after watching i was kind of in denial about how bad it was, was how about you how, how like, did you hey, feel it kind of felt like a cartoon you like you know when you were a kid watching yeah. uh, just you straight up the cartoons when you were uh like in saturday morning the thing that kind of unnerved me or like really vexed me about the 2017 Justice League is, okay, walking out of the theater, I, I had a good time, even if it was a really messy movie. But like looking back, the JLA episodes, the Justice League America episodes we'd watch as kids, uh-huh. they were like way better than the movie, which, which, which is like such a bad thing because like th- these were cartoons for kids that came out like on Cartoon, Cartoon Network and stuff. And this movie that has like millions of dollars of budget w- wasn't as good. <laughs> So like, it was really like upsetting. And do you remember actually what kind of started the talks of the Snyder Cut? Like what made fans theorize that there was a Snyder Cut? Um, as far back as I can remember, I know that there was uh, like there were a bunch of people right out of the movie who knew the behind the scenes stuff who were just mm-hmm. saying stuff like there has to be more because the, the movie's tone was very inconsistent. Yeah. I felt like there were times where it looked like it was shot a certain way and then it just shifted, you know? Like, yeah. And 
just writing wise some stuff hit and some stuff missed so everyone was probably like yeah there's there was a problem behind the scenes and people knew <coughs> sorry excuse me about what happened i guess there was like some sort of mini idea and maybe there was something else out there and then for me personally what uh fully turned me on to the fact that it was a thing was that i was watching like a a Jason Momoa interview mm-hmm. and he was like oh Zach has a cut and uh, it's already pretty much done oh but, shit <laughs> so, so that was what? like that was a confirming like yeah that was like the nail on the coffin yeah yeah the issues that were going uh, on behind the scenes let's not like shed too much light on it but just to like give the listeners like mm-hmm. th- those who don't know like a uh, brief history I guess is during the filming um Zack Snyder was working on the Justice League. Then somewhere along the lines of the, the editing stage, uh, he kind of he left the project, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, it wasn't confirmed if he was fired or he chose to leave or, or was it? Do you remember? Um, I don't know. I don't know if there was any confirmation, but yeah. he, he on paper and what he told everyone was or and what sorry, what the official statements were is he left due to a family emergency, which yeah. he had. Yeah. But then at the same time, there there was this other train of people saying that uh, right after Batman versus Superman, the heads of Warner Brothers are already kind of on the fence about him. So yeah. I guess maybe those two things were able to get them to get to that decision yeah. of him leaving. Which which kind of sucks because it's kind of like they're kicking him while he's down. Like this guy's exactly, like, you know, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's like he's already like lost so much. Uh, for those of you who don't know what happened, but he he had a big loss in his yeah. family, and uh, you know, it's like putting salt in the wound. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And like they kind of took advantage of the fact that okay, I'm not I'm not I might be reading into it too much, but it seems yeah. like you know th- these corporate guys can be really evil. So this guy just they lost really like Zack mm-hmm. Snyder lost his daughter, and um, these these corporate guys. I wouldn't think it was like beneath them to take advantage of that to fire Zack Snyder, like nicely yeah. fire him. Like they'd be like, "Oh, you know what? Since you know you're going through some family emergency, you know we'll take care of the movie from now. We got this. We got yeah, this. like we we can we'll find someone to respect your thing, and then they just yeah they, they botched the whole movie. They yeah, it so bad. Uh, for what it's worth, when you come out of the Justice League movie, the two 2000- thousand. 17. Uh, yeah. 17-1, which yeah. let's refer to as Justice League. Justice League, for, directed by Joss for, Whedon. Yeah. Directed by Joss Whedon. For the, uh, I'll refer to it as that for the remainder of this as the, you know, uh, stop confusion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you can tell that there was something there. You know, it had the backbones of a good thing, but there was just something, I, I, I guess there was uh, a clash of visions between the two directors. But then you could tell that it had something at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was watching it also, I was like, hey, that scene was good, but why was it cut so short? Or like, yeah, exactly. there's something they're not telling us. Like, especially with like Cyborg. Um, okay, uh, for those who haven't seen a 2017 version, we're obviously going to spoil that because it already came out like, what, four years ago? Yeah, so I mean... It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So, um, like, for example, Superman, the reshoots where they CGI'd um, Henry Cavill's mustache, which, you know, looking back was extremely unnecessary because we're seeing Mm -hmm. all the footage that did exist anyway. And the movie just, like, held its own, like, even without all those stupid reshoots. 
So I think the, exactly. all those reshoots were um it's either an ego thing for Kev and uh, not Kevin Feige, oops. Uh, <laughs> um Joss Whedon, yeah. Um it was either an ego thing for him, like to put his fingerprints all over the movie, or it was the the producers kind of forcing this lighthearted tone of the movie, which of course Joss Whedon had to, you know, allow it to happen because it's kind of his job to just like adjust to yeah. what they want. So it's really hard to choose who to blame for this thing. I've watched it a couple of times. The new one, the Snyder yeah. Cut. <laughs> Sorry, teasing. I've watched the Snyder Cut a couple of times. And God, I have to say, uh, I've dug into a couple of things and I've gone on the YouTube. Uh, yeah. Grind. I mean, same, same. <laughs> yeah, every, I'm pretty sure every DC Snyder fan who's, who's, who is so excited for this to come has done that. Yeah. But um, through my diggings, I found uh, multiple videos of people talking about this comparing to the old one. And my God, I forgot so much of the dialogue in the 2017 Justice yeah. League. Dude, I completely forgot the movie. I mean, I remember the like essential plot of the Justice League. But yeah, dude, like um, also I was rewatching like no, I was also watching those videos comparing the two movies and they were like bringing up these scenes in the Justice League. And I completely forgot about them. I was like, exactly. whatever, we have the Snyder Cut now. That version does not yeah. exist to me. Which, tragically, as of the moment, is the canon version. Like, I know. Which sucks. So it's so stupid. Like, they're making the stupid version of the movie, the canon version, and this beautiful masterpiece of a film. We're so biased, dude. I know, like, dude. It's like, this is the canon. We're just like, love for <laughs> Snyder. I mean, it's, it's not blind, like, affection. We, mm-hmm. We're fans who want the characters to be treated right. And they were treated exactly. right. Yeah. So um, I think we've talked enough about the history of mm-hmm. the Snyder Cut. So um, I think it's safe enough for us to delve into uh, what we loved about the Snyder Cut. Because, dude, the hate, I think um, there's not really much to hate about it. Like, I tried. I tried, like, there, there's stuff to not love, but there's nothing to hate about it. Like, seriously. Exactly. If you're hating on it, then probably this movie wasn't meant for you. Like, mm-hmm. movies aren't meant to please everyone. Like, that's not the point of like uh, cinema, if I'm going to sound pretentious by saying that, but like, that's not the point of cinema to appeal to everybody, but this is like appealing to a certain crowd. And I think for its target audience, it like, it was a bullseye. Like it was like the perfect movie for the ones who wanted it to, to be perfect. You know what I mean? And even, I feel like it's drawn enough mythos around it to even get people who weren't so, who were still on the fence about yeah. it. To, to go watch it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have friends who have never seen the original Justice League, mm-hmm. the Justice League, but they were signing up for HBO to, just so that they could watch the Snyder Cut. And that's that's really cool. Like that level of draw, that's what, what they need. They need to bring in that new audience, and which yeah. I think they successfully did. And what I love about it also, though, is this uh, edit of the Justice League will make the ones who haven't seen the past movies like Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, they'll have to watch those. Because as much exactly. as um, uh, you, you could watch uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League on its own, but you won't really appreciate it as much as you would if you watch like the old movies. Because th- th- there's so many callbacks you know, to, to that. Because they started with the death of Superman. Like, uh, that's not a spoiler. Because like, that was yeah, in the trailers. Yeah. That's like... Uh, Fair enough to talk about. Um, 
And dude, the original intro for that just pales in comparison so much to this new one. Like, for those why? Of you who don't yeah. know, the original Justice League opened with a really bad CGI uh, cell phone camera shot of Superman talking about what the S means on his shirt. Yeah. He was like versus, talking about hope or something like that, right? Yeah. Versus, yeah. Um, there was like a kid asking him, what does the S stand, stand for? Yeah. And he was like, oh, it's actually hope, you know? And then um, and he flies off and then credits start, opening credits start, and that's it. They, yeah. We, we're just shoehorned into the movie. Whereas um, the way that the, the new Snyder Cut um, opens, it, it's slow and it lets you really grieve over what's happening, the tragedy yeah. that did happen. And it's kind of directly correlated to BVS. The ending of BVS is basically mm-hmm, exactly. the beginning of the, the Snyder Cut, which, which is why I also love how all the films are kind of like connected like a trilogy, like Man of Steel. Exactly. The ending of Man of Steel is kind of tied into the beginning of BVS. Of Batman versus Batman Superman. Superman. And the ending of Batman versus Superman is tied into the Justice League. So it's not really, um, they're really not individual movies. I mean, Man of Steel was because it was the first. But yeah. you could appreciate the whole thing as a trilogy. Like, you don't really have to watch Wonder Woman or Aquaman. Like, you could, but you don't you have to. watch it after. Yeah, you could watch it after. But, like, you will get enough info from this movie to understand who Wonder Woman is, to understand who Aquaman is. But I think the necessary ones to watch prior to this are Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. If you were crazy, like maybe either Rako and I are, (laughs) would probably devote one entire day to watching Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and the Snyder Cut just straight through. That would be amazing. Did did you do that? Did you do that? I I want to. (laughs) I'm planning for it. I really do. Uh, one day where I'm extremely free, yeah. maybe on my birthday, I'll just load up everything <laughs> and just watch it through and through. Just Wait, have uh, a fun day. Theoretically speaking, how long would that be? Because Man of Steel is like two hours. Batman vs Superman is like two hours. Yeah. Oh, but you have to watch the ultimate cut of the ultimate cut. Ultimate, of Batman yeah. Superman, is it called is Ultimate three, Edition? It's like three hours, right? Three hours. It's like three hours. So it's about that's a good uh, nine hours of fun. So you have the two yeah. hours for Man of Steel. It's like if, if, if you're the type of person that can sit through a Lord of the Rings marathon, you can do this. This is like you can do this. easy for you. And, you know, in, in our days of streaming, which yeah. is why I feel like the Snyder Cut actually got its chance because yeah. of the streaming age that we live in. When seasons of shows, entire seasons of shows drop in one day, I think nine hours, that's like nine episodes of a yeah. show. If you really think about it, do you see yeah. if you... There are people who do it. I, I know a lot of horrible things happen in 2020, but they like mm-hmm. pave the way for some like blessings to be possible, such as this, which I'd like exactly. to think is like miraculous. Honestly, for, for the time that we're living in now, this Snyder Cut is such a beacon of hope. You know? Yes, it's like Superman. <laughs> it's like Superman. Yeah. Like for the crap year that we had last year. Yeah. To have this like shining light at the end of the yeah. tunnel. You were saying how you had friends who weren't really into it that got HBO just to watch it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been seeing my like uh my my feed on Facebook and like the IG stories people are posting. People who I know for a fact aren't comic book movie fans. They're like raving about the Snyder Cut. 
which is exactly. like amazing because at first when I watched it, I was like, okay, maybe I loved it so much just because I love these characters. Mm-hmm. But like these people who aren't even that familiar with DC loved it. Exactly. So exactly. I think this is this just like a huge smack in the face to Warner Brothers to just remind them to trust the directors with their visions, you know? For you, what was the thing you loved the most about the entire movie? Without spoiling too much. Like, is, is there one thing There's no that you love? There's no one thing. It's the whole thing. Gosh, the one thing that I can genuinely say that is my favorite thing about the Snyder Cut is it is a 100% representation of what an artist can do given the chance. Yes. That's how it should be with movies, actually, because... You get these directors who are artists, quote-unquote, like, uh, artists, and you give them the freedom to do what they want. Of course, they're going to make something beautiful. It's not just um, for for them to look good, but it's for the story that they're passionate about, too. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. for example, Zack Snyder loves these characters. Like, he's a DC geek. He does. He really does. And he he will make sure he doesn't do these characters dirty. It's not an ego thing. It's not like, I want to make a good movie so the Zack Snyder name can be like known across the world. I don't think that was his motivation. His motivation is he loves these characters and he wants them to be represented well in the cinematic universe. The sad thing about uh, comic book movies is they are basically the, the banner of what the character is moviegoers and the people who normally go to movies won't really know much about the comic book stuff. Which is so the advantage of Marvel. Because, have you noticed, like, um, at the time the movies were coming out, dude, no one knew who these characters were. Like, exactly. Iron Man. Who knew who Iron Man was before Iron Man, the movie came out? Like, almost or kids, I guess, with, no. that played Marvel versus Capcom. or Because I know the ones that started out the MCU, all the characters that kind of kick-started the MCU that we know now. We're all like bottom shelf yeah. kind of meh characters in the Marvel Universe that only stroke pop, only got popular because of the movies. Yeah. Like, more recently, I mean. Now, with DC, I could see the challenge because everyone knows who these characters are. Everyone knows Wonder Woman. Everyone knows Batman. Everyone knows Superman. Superman. So, I could see the producers being worried about hey, Zach, you're not like making the Superman and the Batman and the Wonder Woman that people already know. Can you just make it more safe? Make it more like what people already know? But of course, Zack Snyder is not going to do that. He's like... I know. He's going to put his own mark on yeah. it, which every artist should. Every interpretation yeah. of this. I mean, if you get mad at someone for changing Batman, then we're not going to have the Batman that we have today. Batman exactly. started out as just a guy who was doing detective work and, you know, none of his complex storylines ever came to fruition, would have ever come into fruition unless someone made a change somewhere down the line. Exactly. Or like the, the perfect, another perfect example is like uh, Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. Like he changed the character. He got the essence of the character still there. But his portrayal didn't only change the future Jokers in movies, but like, he kind of influenced the comics also. Like, did you yeah. notice? Like, after Dark Knight came out, Joker in the comics was really dark and like really grotesque. Yeah, 
there there definitely was a change because he, his portrayal was so impactful that I guess people of everywhere were like, hey, that's probably one of the best Jokers we've ever seen. Yeah. So I guess the writers of the comic books were like, you know what? Let's get from this because it's 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 an important thing. Evolution, evolution for everything yep. is always important. Well, while we're talking about the Joker, and you were saying how like. Uh, a movie is the banner for a character. It's what's gonna make the world know about this character, especially for the lesser-known characters like Harley Quinn, dude. Like before uh, Suicide Squad came out, before Birds of Prey came out, like only DC fans, only like Batman fans, yeah, knew her as like the sidekick of Joker. That's it, right? Exactly. But now, like, and then every teenage girl on the in the world right now wants to be Harley Quinn. I know, man. That that year. My God, the year Suicide Squad came out, the amount of people who dressed up as Harley Quinn yeah. for Halloween. 90%, I think, of women that yeah. year were Harley Quinn. Were Harley yeah. Quinn or something. I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, back to the Snyder Cut. Back to so, the Snyder yeah. Cut. You were saying how uh, your favorite part is this movie is the perfect example of how uh, what could happen if you just let a director do his thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my favorite part about it is you really got to see the team dynamic of Justice League that wasn't yes. in the first movie, in the first version. Very, very much so. Because in the first version, it just kind of like skipped through so many like small character moments that you need to feel the squad come together. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like if you were to watch a, a rom-com and all you saw was the first date and like... uh. 10 years into the relationship. Yeah. That's not fun. You gotta exactly. see all the little, you gotta see the first fight, you know, the first kiss, the first makeup, you know, all of those things because that's so important. All those tiny little details that are peppered out through the entire story of the Snyder Cut is, it's, it's, it's all there. I love how, uh, the first analogy you came up with was rom-coms. It's very <laughs> telling of like the movies we watch. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you get to see the team dynamic really fl- fleshed out in this version mm-hmm. because also each character is fleshed out better. Like so much better. Remember um, how how Cyborg in the original movie yeah, in the 2017? Exactly. He was just like a background character. I can't remember a single thing Cyborg did in the, the 2017 thing one. I think I can very clearly remember Cyborg doing is pulling the mother boxes. Yeah. Apart. Oh, wait. Yeah. Apart. In the original one. Oh, in the 2017 one. In the yeah. original one, yeah. Yeah. They really did cyborg dirty with yeah. the Justice League. I know. They, they cut out all of his good parts. And he's kind of like the heart in the movie. After you watch a Snyder Cut, he you're is. like, Cyborg is the, the thread that goes through the entire movie that makes it like cohesive, right? It's yeah, like, like, we're, we're cyborg. We, we need him. We need him in the movie. And if you cut out him, all his he, parts... Why? It's like, who do we relate to? Because we can relate to Cyborg. I think, honestly, the vast majority of people are going to relate to either Cyborg or Flash in this, yeah. in, in this movie because no one's perfect like Superman. I mean, yeah. everyone, like, as much as I want to relate to <laughs> Superman, I can, yeah. never, I can never relate to any of his struggles. Uh, some people, I guess, can relate to Batman with all the loss and whatnot, yeah. but no one's, no one's exactly like Batman. Yeah. You know, and, and like Wonder Cyborg, Woman and Aquaman, they're gods, they're basically. Gods. Like, you know, they're like demigods. They, they, yeah, they're basically like insanely immortal yeah. beings, semi-immortal beings. So we're we're probably 
our our closest uh, point of entry sympathetically would probably be Cyborg and Flash. Yeah. Uh, if you're seeing stuff through Cyborg's eyes, it's kind of like you're the cynical fan. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. this movie's not going to be good. But if you're seeing uh-huh. s- stuff through the Flash's eyes, you're like, oh, everything's amazing. I'm loving every moment of this exactly. movie. Right? It's probably like too late to hope for this. But dude, you know how Batman versus Superman and Dawn of Justice were supposed to be two separate movies? Yeah. But like DC uh-huh. was like, no, we got to catch up to Marvel. We have to like hurry up. We have to. That's why it felt so rushed. But imagine if those were two separate movies. It would be so good. That would have been in- in- insane. Imagine the amount that it would have fleshed out. That's why I'm kind of happy that Marvel's kind of done with their with their epic. Yeah, you know, now me too, everything me too. is everything is starting like there's a there's a a void in power. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a transition a transition phase. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, Marvel's over. They're moving to the the streaming platform with with series and like uh, uh, shorter things. Like mm-hmm. episodic things, but DC, dude, now is your time to shine with your movies, exactly. because also if you think about the timeline, let's say because we're older than these kids, but these the kids that grew up on Marvel, they're they're uh-huh. they're in college now. They're like uh, yeah, they're dude. like in high school at the youngest. I'm I'm guessing. I know. Oh my God. So these kids who grew up on these light-hearted Marvel movies. Now they're mature enough to appreciate the DC lore. And yeah. so it's like the perfect time for DC to start its reign, dude. <laughs> okay, so stuff we loved about the Snyder Cut is it's a director's vision that came into fruition like in its like most pure form. It, mm-hmm. it was like the team dynamic coming together. The characters were so fleshed out. I think it's time for us to talk about spoilers. Because like without spoiling... I think, so. I think, I think we can get into it yeah, now. I think that's what we... Um, we loved about it without saying spoilers because if we mentioned the other things we loved, they're kind of spoilery. Even if they did happen in the Justice League, they happened mm-hmm. in a different way here. And that's what make, made it lovable. You know what I mean? Okay, Gosh. so uh, spoiler alert for those listening. If you haven't seen the Snyder Cut and wish to not be spoiled with the details, pause the podcast, come back, uh, rejoin we'll our see, conversation. We'll see you in four hours. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see you in four hours. Or nine hours if you're going for the whole Man of Steel, Batman yeah, versus Superman. Yeah, Man of Steel, Batman. <laughs> we'll, we'll see it tomorrow if that's the case. <laughs> so just remember to remember to continue, guys. Yeah. Remember, th- don't abandon us, please. Don't abandon us. Please. It's it's gonna be a good conversation, I promise. So okay, spoiler spoiler territory. What's your favorite part about Snyder Cut, spoiler wise? Oh gosh, um, the amount of care they put into making Steppenwolf fleshed out is amazing. It's not my favorite thing. I'm not uh-huh. saying that's my favorite We'll, we'll build thing. up to that. that we'll build up to that. Yeah. yeah, we can build up to that. Yeah. Um, favorite thing that I... I can go... What if we go, um, like... From uh, least like, favorite from, to most favorite. But all our favorites. Favorite. Like, yeah. But all our Like, we'll have a three. So, I can, yeah. I, I said Steppenwolf. You can go uh, have your thing. The bottom of my top three favorite things... Uh, would have to be, I loved how, um, oh man, I'm already thinking of my favorite one. I can't like <laughs> go back from that. All right. Okay. okay, we'll okay. Just go ignore. Okay. I'm, I'm going to just, we'll just like, okay. My yeah. favorite thing about the whole movie is because um, growing up watching Justice League America 
and all the DC animated movies and the video games, the Flash is always my favorite because like he's the he's the fun one. He's the like lighthearted one. He's the one with the fun power. He's like he's fast. He can do whatever he wants, and he he has like he has a dark background, but uh, a tragic background like all superheroes do. But he's like the the cheerful one in the group, and I gravitate I gravitate towards those characters. So what I love about the Snyder Cut is they didn't just make Flash like some errand boy, some sidekick like they did to Spider-Man in the MCU. It's they made the Flash a hero as well because they gave him those additional scenes we needed to see to establish the extent of his power and mm-hmm. what he does with his power. And they also, uh, major spoiler alert if you're still listening. Very uh, major yeah. spoilers. This is like a huge difference from the Justice League is the Flash was the one who saved the world in the end. It wasn't like Superman or it wasn't... uh, Well, they all saved the world in the end, which I love about the Snyder Cut, but the Flash played the biggest part in saving Mm -hmm. the world in the end. And that that was my favorite part, especially when... Dude, I did not see it coming when he was turning back time. I thought... Yeah. I thought like... I didn't know the world ended already. But like when you Uh start seeing like... Um, Superman's arm uh, grow from being disintegrated again. You're like, oh shit, uh-huh. so they lost. And the yeah. Flash is like fixing it. And exactly. that was amazing. Did you ever you watch the... Uh, go ahead, go ahead. You're saying. Oh, and you think about it, like Superman is such a strong being, yet yeah. he didn't, he wasn't able to save them. Yeah. See, They still lost, so, even if Superman came back. They lost, even yeah. if Superman was there. And it showed that it really did show that they they're really better as a whole than they are as their parts. It was all in the promos of the 2017 version. I think the uh, I have a comic book right here. <laughs> <laughs> it says um, you can't save the world alone. The world alone. And I think that's a super cheesy line. So I'm happy Zack Snyder didn't use it. But yeah. but it was it was like shown well. That message was was shown well in this movie that everyone was needed because even in uh, when they killed Steppenwolf, everyone mm-hmm. kind of like took a jab until yeah. Wonder uh, Woman took the final blow of cutting his head off. But like uh, Aquaman stabbed him, Superman punched Aqu- him several times. Yeah, Aquaman yeah. was the first. He he did the the death blow of you. Uh, if if anything, Batman did the least. But yeah, Batman did the least. To do him justice, no pun intended, he brought the team together. Like they wouldn't he be did. there without Batman. He but was the ride. Also, he drove them. He was there. the ride. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. drove them. Also, at the same time, I think it was a very smart decision to use Batman sparingly because there's no realistic way that Batman can genuinely be against some guy like Steppenwolf. Yeah, exactly. He'll get his ass beat. So it was very nice that uh, Batman was doing reconnaissance outside and yeah. killing all the parademons. Like, at least he was getting that part out of in his control. And which made him super important is he saved the Flash's life, yeah, and exactly. the Flash saved the world. Yeah. So, so Batman without Batman, did yeah, the exactly. most. <laughs> yeah. So he's still Batman. He's still, he's still played Batman. a huge part. But you, you know what part kind of like made me laugh a bit? Uh, it's uh-huh. when Batman was just like hanging at the end. <laughs> he I know. was just hanging on the it's the rim for Superman to pull him out. <laughs> yeah. And then all of them were just posing already. <laughs> Well, Batman was like, hey, is anyone going to help me up? It's like, come on, guys, wait for me. I, I-, I drove us. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. They kind of showed how he really does pale in comparison to these gods, which, you know, is is true anyways. That's how the comics mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. 
Like Batman's the strongest guy in Gotham, but not in the world. <laughs> Batman is good for what he's good at. What I like about this Batman, which is kind of refreshing, like I know it's going to upset some fans, but he was the optimistic one in this movie. He was the one he who was. uh he, he had hope, which mm-hmm. which people complain, "Oh, Batman's too dark in Batman versus Superman." And I think they they dealt with that well by having the payoff be Superman changes Batman's point of view. He like makes him more like hopeful for the future, which was like perfect. I love that dynamic. I I won't get into the details, but me and Pau here have like seen some videos. Did you see that video where they talked about the future movies? Did you yes, see that movie? I did. I see that video. I did. Yeah. Um. Basically, uh, without saying, because let's say it does happen. Let's say that these movies do happen. I don't want to spoil it for everybody. Like fingers crossed, I hope these it movies will fingers crossed will happen. But like. Uh, Batman's struggles are not over yet. <laughs> oh yeah, for so, sure. They say it, you can even see it in the epilogue of this. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. Okay, like okay. Let's, which is like oh, whoops. I think that was also one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how could we forget? Yeah, how could we forget? Like we live in a society, but it wasn't in the in the in the movie. Were okay, you so, bummed that that wasn't in the movie? No, honestly, I was, I was relieved because okay, like I was like, fine. okay. First of all, um. It's a meme that it was yeah. obviously based on a meme. Like I could tell they were doing it for marketing purposes, and Jared for Leto sure. wanted to troll everybody. So sure. I'm happy they didn't include it because one number one, it was a meme. It was great for the trailer, but not for the movie. And oh, yeah. the line didn't sound like the Joker. It's like uh, something about uh, we live in a society where honor. Uh, it sounded like a. Uh, a line of samurai would say, you know what I mean? I know it sounded it sounded yeah. like something that um it sounds like <laughs> I'm sorry to make this comparison, but dude, it sounds like something Oliver Queen would say in the CW intro of Arrow. Yeah, yeah. It sounds <laughs> like you know uh, Green Arrow. Yeah. It's so unjoker to say that stuff. It is. Which made yeah. me like kind of scared when I saw that line in the trailer. Honestly, I was like, oh no, is Jerry Lado gonna be too serious? That it's not gonna be Joker, but thankfully the dialogue of Joker here was so on point. Joker, like every line, yes. every line, dude. We've talked about this before, and uh, I know both of us are in agreement that Jared Leto's Joker has been redeemed. Yes, just by these He's been very redeemed. few. The, this by few two minutes, minutes yeah, on, two yeah. minutes of screen time yeah. was able to undo all the bad things that Suicide Squad yeah. did. He washed the tastes from our mouths. Yeah. Right, Ray Fisher, the actor of Cyborg, was really pissed with the Joss Whedon cut. And everyone, and he had every right to be, yeah. I feel. And then when you see the reason why he was pissed, you're like, okay, I get it. So what if with Jared Leto, if we saw everything that was cut from the, the Suicide Squad movie, I mean, I'm like, this is wishful thinking because I doubt they'll release an air cut with the new Suicide Squad movie coming out anyway. I don't think they're going to do that. Seem like it. Yeah. But imagine all that unused footage of Jared Leto. I bet, I bet there's, there, there was something special there and they just cut it out. What other things did you like the most about Suicide, uh, about the Justice League? About like, the Justice let's, League. Uh, let's, let's try to, let's get back to the Justice League. To our, to our favorite stuff about the Justice our League. Favorite stuff. Let's hope that this podcast lasts as long as the movie. <laughs> Four hours. so much stuff to say. Yeah. Yeah. So we can literally go frame by frame of the I movie know. and say, oh, love that, love that. But it's okay. I'm, I'm going to cut it down to like an hour at, at most. Okay. So I'll keep the like the best parts. I'm not going to pull a, you know, 
I'm not gonna pull a weed on us. Don't worry. Well, no, no joss. No yeah. joss, please. So, okay, favorite parts. I love the humor there. This is one thing I'm sure not a lot of people will say, but I loved how there was humor in it, but it wasn't comedic. Like they were just like subtle nuances that were funny. You know and what I mean? It wasn't in your face, like yeah. oh, Marvel. Gosh. It's not quippy. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not quippy, but the the funny stuff are conversational. They happen in and conversations. Situational. Yeah, situational. Also, also, just like physical humor. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's what's like a physical humor joke that you remember from the Snyder oh, Cut the, that worked? My favorite. My favorite. My favorite joke I think in the entire Snyder Cut is when in the fight between Superman and everybody else. Yeah. When Superman just, you know, pulls the nope on Flash. Yeah. Like let's him scoot by, and then Flash hits Aquaman, and then right after that scene. You see Aquaman just giving uh, the Flash an angry stare down. That that literally was gave that in the, the Justice League. Chuckle. No, that wasn't in Justice League. But, but this but, was in the Snyder Cut. But the part where Superman saw the Flash that was in the Justice League, right? That was in the Justice yeah. League. But but Aquaman's reaction wasn't there. <laughs> no, it wasn't there. Yeah. But that act, the Aquaman reaction was amazing. That's probably my favorite yeah. joke in the entire movie. I loved the scene of the Flash where. Um, he saved Iris West. Yes, that that's an amazing yeah. scene. It's like I think that that's one of the best scenes in the movie. I yeah. would have to rank that as my top three. And I I saw this uh YouTube uh movie dude who said the scene wasn't necessary. It was self indulgent. But I'm like, no, what? you need you need it to establish the Flash, because people yeah. watching this movie for the first time don't know the Flash's powers and they don't know his personality yet. So you need a scene, just a, one scene to establish that. And that was the scene. Because when he does go back in time, you kind of need to see what his powers are prior to that. And mm-hmm. I think that's sup- that part where he's like running from Superman, that's not enough. Like you need to see him mm-hmm. alone, like use his powers. Even if I love the Flash scene, that part uh-huh. when he was picking up the sandwich, the truck driver was way too long. <laughs> Oh God, dude! Like, the sesame seed got more. Yeah, the sesame seed got more screen time than Jesse Eisenberg did in this movie. Yeah, and oh, but, but, did. but that's Zack Snyder for you. Yeah. And uh, no, but the part where the truck driver is trying to reach down for the sandwich, I think that went on for way too long. Like he could have done it oh. towards the end of the sequence, where let's mm-hmm. say the truck's already approaching, then he, he's like then trying he to pick it up, right? But he was like. For a good, like, let's say, two blocks, he was trying to reach for the sandwich, right? That is a very irresponsible driver. Yeah. Just, just as it is. The best Superman moment, <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about already in yeah. the entire movie, was when uh, Steppenwolf was about to strike down a cyborg. And uh-huh. the, the, the thing Superman does is he doesn't even, like, fly in, punch Steppenwolf or, like, uh, grab the axe. He just stands there. He's just there. <laughs> like, so badass. Like, not impressed. <laughs> in black, I may add. In black, yeah. In black. My favorite Superman moment in the, this entire movie, and I think my favorite Henry Cavill Superman moment, has to be when he finally decides to leave Lois and his mom yeah. to go to the Kryptonian ship and suit up. Oh, I got goosebumps. Where, the, narration. Right? the narration. The narration where yeah. it's both of his dads telling him this, telling him that. Because um, Man of Steel, when you're watching it, it's t- 
two of his dads having very uh like different different points of view. Very different yeah. points of view. Jorel wants him to be the best, to be yeah. Superman, to save people. But Jonathan Kent, who is who is worried that the world isn't ready to see Superman, and they're worried that and he's worried that the world will vilify him because they're yeah. afraid of him. So but then as you're watching this, oh frick, I'm getting goosebumps while I'm talking about this, man. And I'm just <laughs> hearing Hans Zimmer's theme as you're talking about it. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my god, I love that theme. <laughs> Gosh. And um, so and you you get that uh you get that final realization that because over the narration you can hear that Jonathan Kent is finally give it's like he's finally giving Superman his blessing, yeah, to be Superman. Yeah, right. It's like he goes, he's like, fly, son, you can do it. And, and I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. And then you finally get that moment of hope for Superman. Because this movie, uh, what it did, I feel, more than any other appearance of Superman did in the Snyderverse, in the Snyder movies, is every time Superman was on screen, you were full of hope. Yes, I agree. Like, like when you see him, you're like, "Oh my god, it's Superman!" Like, "Oh man, it's him." Also, you kind of feel for Superman, like he just came back, and you feel for Martha, and you feel for Lois, where this dude just got resurrected. We didn't even know he could be, and now he's going right back into like a situation that could risk kill him. His life. Yeah. Did Do you remember? I I didn't remember this joke from the Justice League, but then. Um, I was watching a video earlier about it, and my God, it is such a bad joke. So Superman and Cyborg are about to separate the mother boxes yeah. in the Justice League, and then Superman asks Cyborg, "It's like, hey, is this gonna kill us? Because you know, I kind of like being alive. I just, you know, just got here." <laughs> and then Cyborg's like, it, "It might, but we have to try." And then after they do it, they're both lying down on the ground, and then Superman's like, "Nope, I think I'd rather just be dead." And I'm like. He will never say that. <laughs> Superman has a sense of humor, but it's not. That's not his sense of humor. It's really not. Yeah, that sounds like something Aquaman would say. Like, yeah, that, that's a very Aquaman. Movie. Yeah. What were your standout action sequences in this movie? Action sequences. Um, definitely the last fight, the climax. Oh yeah, the the best when they were just like all taking turns trying to beat mm-hmm. uh, Steppenwolf. Yeah. How about how about you? I think one of my favorite action set pieces could be either the first uh, Amazon battle, oh, shit, where so Steppenwolf yeah. comes, that, where you you see the Amazons in their with their strength. Yeah, you really see how strong they are. Either that or um, Wonder Woman telling Bruce the story of the old gods yeah. and Dark Side. That whole battle epic scene yeah. that was man that was amazing which was like completely different from the very uh, different justice. from the justice league if we were to talk about everything we loved about the snyder cut this podcast would go on for like 24 hours it would so, be as long as the actual snyder cut, yeah, or, or longer because we're gonna <laughs> be ta- talking about each scene like in detail but i think a good last note regarding the snyder cut is did you notice with how the Snyder Cut's being received and all, that Zack Snyder's kind of like Superman. You know what I mean? He's he kind is. of like... He is. He, he. Everything Jonathan Kent was saying... Jonathan Kent is kind of like the producers. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't want to antagonize Jonathan Kent. Like he's he's a great guy. He was only after what was best for Clark. For Clark. Yeah, but uh, he was like, the world's not ready. Like, don't the show that part ready. of you yet. That's kind of what the producers are doing to Snyder, but in a bad way. Because <laughs> uh-huh. the world's not ready for us to look bad. It, it's not really for uh, Zack Snyder's sake, but we all know that Zack Snyder is capable of so much. You know? So much more. Yeah. And, and he was Superman in in bringing the Snyder Cut into fruition. In bringing this this yeah. masterpiece. I don't want to call it masterpiece because I'm going to get... Because so many people are going to be like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. No, it is yeah. a masterpiece. I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to call this movie a masterpiece. Because it is. It's, it's kind of like daring to go where Marvel won't. You know. And that's what I that's what, what we've always loved about DC. We talked yeah, about it's, it. It's all it's the time. its own like thing. DC's... Right? Last words with for Snyder Cut before I uh... end the, the podcast. So it's been a long time coming. You know w- what month we recorded our last podcast episode? I think that was July or June. Yeah, that was July. Oh. And dude, we're we're closer to that now, the, the next then, June, than we are to the previous June. So like I know, dude. It's crazy. It's been like a wild ride. So if you're still like pondering on whether or not you should watch it or you're pondering on whether or not you should watch it again because you listen to our spoilers anyway, so I'm assuming you've watched it, go see it. It's like the see best, it. if not one of the best DCEU movies. Yes. Yeah. I, I would put it as the best. DCEU the best. Movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a perfect representation of the, the universe they're trying to build for sure. For yes. real though. It's probably yeah. the best. 